Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Hello, episode 114 of Blue Jays Nation Radio. Tyler and Coomzy with you. As always, the podcast is delivered by our friends at DoorDash. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter. It's a new code, Coomzy. Game day era. 25. Game day 25. Pew, 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 pew. Ding dong. Yeah. Ding dong. Shout out to DoorDash. Uh, that is 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order. Promo code Game Day 25. Also, if slash when the Blue Jays make the playoffs, we got some more very, very exciting stuff that you were going to want to tune in for with our friends at DoorDash. That's exciting. We ain't playing around anymore, Coomzy, giving you real savings. That's right. That's what I like to hear. We're all about uh, ordering food during the Blue Jays game and having it not cost quite as much. That is what we are all about here at Blue Jays Nation Radio. Uh, Let's dig into this thing. The Jays go into the trop, just a cursed ballpark, um, and they come away with a split, which... We would have liked three or four, sure, but a split, that's not that bad. They survived it. Like, this was a survive the series kind of week. There's something, there's something we have to acknowledge immediately off the top is that how mad would you be right now if everything had flipped and they won the first two games and they lost the second two games? Livid. We'd be furious and we, we feel, feel great now. Yeah. The Monday, sunshine, and we're feeling good. It felt like they pulled off yeah. a sweep. They went into the weekend having lost the first two games, and it was like, oh, man, they're going to get swept by the Rays, passed in the standings. This is a nightmare. Yeah. They won the two weekend games, and it feels like they swept the series. Exactly. I, I forgot about the first two games. All I think about is Saturday and Sunday. I am here to remind you about the first two games, yeah. though. So let's get into the three up, three down, starting with the down from this last series against the Rays. Game one, Jose Barrios on the bump. He looked like he was maybe starting to put together some momentum, and it feels like anytime this guy's ERA gets below five, he goes, you know what I'm going to do? Totally shit my pants. And that's exactly what he did in that first game. Uh, that was bad. Just bad, 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 bad. Can't happen in a big start with a guy who you're paying $20 million. Yeah, the under five ERA pattern thing is really bizarre. There was points in June where he got it down to four um, 4.65, which was fantastic. And then he goes out and gets lit up by the White Sox. And then there was that really good stretch of starts he had in July. It goes down to 4.96. Then he goes and gets lit up by his former team in Minnesota, the Twins. And then there's this start here too. He's, um, you know, he 
put together maybe his best stretch of starts. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, six starts in which only one wasn't a quality start. And that was still five and two thirds innings, four and runs far from bad. And then goes into Tampa in a very important game to set the tempo in the series against a team that's right behind the Jays in the standings and poops his pants. Turns into a bit of a pumpkin. And I guess the question now is, is um, Jose Barrio someone you're going to lean on in the playoffs? Is he getting a start? Is Ross stripling the guy in front of him? It's it's hard to say. His um, home and away splits have become pretty extreme. The OPS that he's allowing when on the road is 9-1-3. At home, it's seven two five. Not amazing at home, but really bad on the road. So is that actually something you'd take into consideration? Like it's a best of three series in the wild card round where they're pretty much locked into that wild card yeah. round. They're eight and a half back of the Yankees. So if it's at home and you're taking on either the Rays or Mariners at the Rogers Center, are you actually more confident in Barrios going game three or are you going stripling no matter what? I'm not sure if I'm confident in him in any situation. And I mean, it feels kind of unfortunate to say that because, you know, we've been talking for about a month now being like, yeah. oh, if Jose Barrios has a big September, a big stretch drive, then none of this bullshit matters. But maybe that's not actually true because, I mean, one start in Tampa that was really quite bad seemed to derail about a month's worth of good starts. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at. I'm not, the, the home and away splits do say something, but... Uh, if it really comes down to it and you do Manoa Gosman game one and two, and then you got to pick between him and Stripling, Stripling's been the more consistent pitcher. And I'm not sure if it really matters whether they're home or away. I think Barrios might be the number four option here. I think I agree with you. Um, it's a shame that this outing in Tampa Bay happened because we aren't having this conversation. If he goes out and pitches six innings of two-run ball, it was his fourth start in the month of September and the first time he's given up more than two earned runs. Also, the first time he's not pitched through the entire the sixth inning. So um, it's just, it, it can't be happening right now. Again, it's a guy you paid a lot of money this winter. Um, you committed to to be a front-of-the-rotation kind of starter for you and you're just not getting anywhere near those kind of results. So the bad Barrio start is our first down from this series and game two really didn't get any better for the Toronto Blue Jays they give up 10 runs but granted they were in that ball game for a while uh, Mitch White I mean at least the guy was able to eat up four innings for you but that wasn't a super like inspiring performance by Mitch White either um, just overall the game two of this series again not finding a way to get it done yeah it was the same it was the, it's been the same story for the past little while and I think you have to wonder at this point has the bullpen been leaned on a little bit too heavily are they burning out a little bit Jimmy Garcia had it wound up being four runs though only one was earned because of the Wobichette error um, I'm not going to blame Jimmy for this one he's been fantastic no. for the Jays but also Tim Meza and Anthony Bass they both allow runs too it was the positive you can take from game two against Tampa is the bats allowed the team to get back in it and I yeah. think that's positive going down at the trop is a pretty daunting thing Tampa has good pitching but they fought back and brought themselves back in the mix but mm -hmm. then the bullpen shit their pants again but a lot of that rally in the eighth inning there started when G-Man Choi took a walk that he shouldn't have taken that should have been a strike yeah and that just completely changed the inning because you now have a pinch runner somebody with wheels someone to distract your pitchers someone who can steal a base someone who does ultimately go from first to third on a single and then it just changes the whole complexion yep. of the inning i don't want to sit here and whine and be like oh man the umpire cost the jays a game because you know the pitching wasn't phenomenal in that game by any stretch of the imagination but it was like uh, the last time they played the Rays and they lost 11 nothing, And it was like, oh, Gosman, like ugly start. He gave up five earned runs. And you go back to the start and it's like, 
Well, hold up. No, he had given up one run in like the third inning and he should have struck out a guy to end the inning. The inning goes on, he gives up like four runs and like that changes things. And you're right. It's kind of cheap to like sit there and be like, oh, umps cost us the game because like they never really do. Mm-hmm. But it, there's no denying that's a pivotal moment in that ball game. Yeah, 100%. Like if that's a strikeout, then... I'm reasonably confident that Jimmy Garcia is able to get through that inning. Yep. And yeah, and, I mean, I feel like the real down from this one, unfortunately, is the Bo Bichette yeah, error that let the, the inning, down. yeah, that let the inning get out of control. That's that was the unfortunate part. And I made an observation on the Blue Jays Nation Twitter account during this game, and it was the shitty thing about playing at the Trop is you expect weird, annoying Trop things to happen. Mm-hmm. And even though you're prepared for it, you know it's going to be there. You know it's going to be a grind. You know it's going to be ugly. Even when those shitty things happen, they're so frustrating, and you cannot yeah. brace yourself. You just can't. Yeah, and the bow thing, I mean, he's been hitting the ball so well. Like, yeah. Even still, he's cooled off like a little bit here recently. I shouldn't even say cooled off. He's not like out of this world hot anymore. He's just on like a normal hot streak, batting 300 over his last seven games, over his last 30 at-bats. Um, but that error, like... That was a backbreaker. And you sit there, and when you got to... You would have been going to the ninth down by only one. So, like, obviously, no guarantee you win that ball game or come back. They didn't score a run in the ninth anyway, so it probably didn't cost them the game. But it's the fact that you got to sit, watch that, stew on it as the Rays continue to rally and go, I mean, is Bobachek going to do this in game five of the ALCS if they make it that right? Is Bobachek going to do this in game three of the wildcard series? Like, it's concerning that that's a routine play that your shortstop should make. And I'm not saying that the Jays need to go into this winter and trade Bobachet no. or find a shortstop because Bo can't play short. I believe this guy's going to be a shortstop for a very long time in this league. He's still young. Defense can come. He works very hard on it based on all the reports. He's usually the first guy out there taking reps, getting his early ground balls, and like he's working on it, and he's young. So I want to cut him some slack, but at the same time, it's so frustrating because it's September and it's a big game. Can't happen. It is, and it's there's there's you're allowed to feel two different ways about it. You're allowed, like you said, sit there. Big picture, he's a really good player. Yeah. But shrink it down, micro look a little bit more. There's there's earnestly reason for anxiety that that this is the kind of thing that could happen in a key spot in a playoff game, especially if they're playing in Tampa, where these things do seem to just happen. But if it's at the Dome, these things won't happen, which is why you needed to go get the last two wins of that series to keep yourself in front of the Rays in the AL wildcard standings. You can hopefully lock up home field advantage in that first round of the playoffs. Uh, Let's get to the up from this series. If there is a big game... And we actually found out before the series, if there's a big game 162 for this team, Alec Manoa is in line to do it. And John Schneider kind of made it sound like if they need to rely on Manoa in game 162 to ensure they get home field in round one, they would do it. That's interesting to me. Yeah, it is really interesting. So, because one thing that people haven't really that hasn't really been in the discourse with this is everyone's kind of looking at game 162 with Manoa as, okay, they're going to put him out there and they're going to win automatically. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's absolutely reason to look at it this way because as we're going to touch on in a sec, how great he was on Saturday and what, what was pretty much a must win game for the Jays yep. after they had gone down two Oh in the series. Um, there's a chance that the Jays could send him out there on 162 and lose that game to the Orioles. And then maybe they're going on the road in a three game playoff series. Yeah without Alec Manoa in their rotation, in which the whole discussion, are you nervous about Jose Barrios? Do you like Ross Stripling more? It's moot because both of them are going to be lined up to pitch in the series, so who cares? Um, I don't know. I, I, I understand the merits as to why the Blue Jays would really want to push to have home field advantage. They have been 
I mean, their their home and road splits aren't substantial. They're 43 and 32 at home, 43 and 35 on the road. It's not like last year where they were playing in Dunedin and Buffalo and the road was a lot harder. But, you know, everyone likes playing at home and the the away situations are pretty pretty bad. Like, I don't think you want to make a cross-country flight to Seattle when the Mariners are going to be in their first, you know, playoff game since 2001. Mm -hmm. Uh, We obviously don't want to go to the Trop. We, We all know why. And I don't know, I think, and then there's Cleveland too, the winner of the Central Division. It's kind of like, you know, you don't really want to do that either. They have a fantastic no. pitching rotation. They're better at home than they are on the road. So I do get it, but I would rather have Alec Manoa lined up for game one on the road than not have him at home at all in a playoff series, I think. So I just looked up the schedule here since we're having this conversation now. The wild card series goes the 7th, 8th, and 9th of October. The Jays game 162 is on the 5th. So, I mean, you could pitch them on three days rest for a potential game three of that series, which I feel like they probably would. You'd think. So maybe that's where I see the logic in it is if you don't want him to get, you know, guy has a rhythm throughout the season. If you didn't start him game 162, it's an extra two games or two days off, right? Until he would start on Friday the 7th. Maybe you do throw him out game 162 for like 70 pitches. 65 pitches and you okay he's relatively fresh we're confident he can do his thing on three days rest if we need him in game three if not we're going gosman and stripling and just hoping we sweep the series as well because that's another side of it maybe you wouldn't even need him in a best of three um especially if you're at home i think i'd give them a much better chance uh the best part cam or the best case scenario would probably be that you just handle the yankees and red Sox and you lock up home field before that series against baltimore and then we're not sitting here being like oh who are they going to start when it's just like whatever yeah ideally the jays just the jays just explode and finish off these final nine games of the season do like a seven and two or even a six and three it's going to be hard for tampa or seattle to jump them if they do that Mm -hmm. so hopefully they just take care of business and it's not a problem because again again like it would be really, really, really unfortunate if the Jays had a playoff series and we didn't get to see Alec Manoa pitch. It would be. That would be, Yep, that wouldn't be ideal. Um, but the up from this series against Tampa is that he was just Cy Young-like yep. in that start. Seven innings, no earned runs, just an absolute machine. They ran the pitch count up as well, and it just didn't seem to phase him as well. A comment he made after the game about that too, kind of chuckling and saying like that was for the haters who said, you know, I'm losing steam or whatever. Like he was just so good in that entire start. Um, You pointed out an interesting question on Twitter we got, though. Yeah, there was an interesting question from Roman on Twitter. And I don't don't think he was trying to be divisive with this at all or start controversy. But I thought it was a really interesting question because Vladdy's kind of been the face of the franchise since before he got called up. It was Vladdy and then it was Bo and Vlad. It was both of them. And now it seems like maybe it's changed a little bit. And the question was, if you could only keep one between... Laddie and Alec Manoa, who would it be? I'm trying to remove like recency bias because that would just lead yeah. you to saying no question about it is Manoa. Easily. Right? Guys Recently, in his yeah. second season in the league, borderline Cy Young, but it's easy to forget amidst Vladdy not being as great as he was last year that, oh yeah, 12 months ago, we were talking about a guy who had a very good chance to win the MVP if Shohei Otani wasn't an absolute freak of nature. Yeah. Um, so it, I'm trying to think of this question as like, what if Vladi was having the season he did last year right now at the same time Manoa was having the season he's having? Which one would you value more? Which player at their peak brings you more value? I guess it depends on on who you are and what else you have on your team. They right? have Gosman. They have Gosman. Uh, they also have, you know, Barrios. He 
you'd think he maybe Ricky Tiedemann. Ricky Tiedemann. There's more arms. Uh, Vladdy, if you take him off of the, if you take him away from the offense, what do you have left? I mean, still a pretty good offense. Yeah, it's a hard question to answer. I mean, it's, it's really almost hard. like. It's almost like taking the mid-late 2000s Jays and saying, would you rather have Carlos Delgado or Roy Holiday? Yeah. The it's nice part one. is the Jays should have both for about the next decade plus. That's that's <laughs> what I'm thinking here is let's not even have this discussion and make it moot and just make it so they're both Blue Jays forever. Yeah. Which would be ideal because both Roy Holiday and Carlos Delgado weren't, and it's unfortunate. So let's make sure Alec Manoa and Vladdy are both forever Blue Jays. The next up we have from this series, I'll throw it to you with a question. Who's more valuable to the Jays? Alec Manoa or Whit Merrifield, but he always hits like he's at Tropicana Field. Yeah, this trade, um, <laughs> it, was, it was one that was somewhat confounding. And I think uh, Whit Merrifield, they had a hilarious stat where the Jays were significantly worse when he was starting in terms of wins and losses. They had lost like seven in a row. It, it was brutal. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. But reality is, is that Whit Merrifield hasn't been fantastic since coming over in that trade. But... For his career, playing at the Trop, he is 20 for 61 with six homers and a 1.077 OPS. So maybe they were like, you know what? We got to get this guy, and he's going to slay the dragon. And that's what he did. He comes <laughs> up with this huge homer. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody. Like, no. You didn't see this coming. He hits He hits the kind of the random irrelevant home run late in the game. It was either the first game or the second game. First I game, remember. he had two bombs. He had two bombs in the first game. Yeah, that's right. He hit one. I think the game was already out of reach. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, he's the one to come through in the third game when they badly needed somebody to come through. You're like, you know, who's going to be the guy that comes up with the big hit the team needs? And it's inexplicably Whit Merrifield. But maybe <laughs> it's not inexplicable because this guy, for some reason, really sees the ball in Tampa. And this might be very important if the Jays have to go to Tampa in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, his career numbers at the Trop, 20 for 61, six home runs, 1.077 OPS. That is remarkable. Six home runs and 61 ABs in any scenario is remarkable. Um, so Whit Merrifield breaks at the trop, and it was great to see him get that big home run because, you know, he's a guy who has never played in the playoffs in his career. Nope. Never even really had much of, like, a meaningful Not even playoff close. race in his career. So it feels good that for him to see him hit that big home run, look back at the dugout, and kind of put his stamp on this run to the postseason for the Jays. Like, on a personal level, it felt good for the guy, right? Because yeah. the Royals were junk every year he was there, right? Because he came up in 2016, and that was just as they were cooling off. So after they won the World Series in 2015, unfortunately, in 2016, Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, it. the Royals won the World Series in 2015. I've heard rumors about it. I don't know if it's accurate. They go 81 and 81. That's his first year. And yeah. then after that... It's not that bad again. It's 80 and 82, but then they fall off a cliff. 58 and 104, 59 and 103, and then the COVID year, 26 and 34. Not even close that year. Mm -hmm. 2021, 74 and 88. This year, they're obviously dog shit again. So, and he's also not a young guy. Like he came up when he was like 25. Mm -hmm. Whit Merrifield's, I think he's like 33 or something by now. So good for him to finally get it. Uh, they also got big homers in this series from Teoscar Hernandez, who just hit an absolute moonshot. I'm surprised it didn't hit the catwalk. Like, that thing was gone. That was maybe the biggest home run I've ever seen a Blue Jay hit in the trop. 464? I bet you it's up there. It's up there. Uh, Alejandro Kirk had a big home run, and then George Springer hits two home runs in the series finale as well. Wouldn't it be nice if George Springer flexes his postseason muscles coming up here? Hey, that's a guy who you brought in for stretches like this, right? Last few weeks of the regular season and playoff George Springer. You're expecting an uptick in production. They got that Sunday. You are, and you honestly, George Springer, it was a 
it was a good series against Tampa Bay, and that's that's what you want. He's he's the guy who always came through for the Astros when they were in the playoffs. He had his yeah. huge World Series against the Dodgers that year in 2017. He's always been clutch, and that's what they need. It can't be, you know, it was Bo in the first half of the month. It can't be Bo for the entire time. He's not going to, you know, dominate for a month and a half. It's not reasonable. So somebody else has to get hot. And I think one thing we've seen with this team now over the past few weeks is it's someone different contributing. It's yeah. always someone different. It was on Saturday, Whit Merrifield randomly comes through at the home run. And then in the next game, it's George Springer, two dingers. It was Bo for the first half of the month. It's, you know, someone's, it's someone different every time. Rymel Tapia is coming up with big hits. Yeah. There's a lot of depth. Yeah, there is. Um, it's been great. Uh, our third up, we had uh, Ross Stripling in the bullpen in game four of that series was really strong as well, holding the Rays to just one run. It was Stripling going five. Zach Pop, really good outing from Zach Pop. I was impressed with him. Then Simber Richards and our boy Yusei Kikuchi strikes out two in his one inning of work. Is Yusei Kikuchi heating up right before the postseason, you may ask? I'm hoping we don't have to find out if he's a good postseason pitcher. I just hope they don't have to use him. Yeah, I'm not. But regardless, good game. I don't want to shit on anyone. We don't need any negativity here. Yusei Kikuchi had his first his first scoreless full inning out of the bullpen since August the 18th at New York. So since then, it's been the only other scoreless outing is when he came in and got one out against the Angels. Yeah, But otherwise, it's been... Kind of an up and down wild ride, but hey, he came in and had a. It wasn't a three up, three down because there was a walk, but it was two strikeouts, four up, yep. uh, four up, four down. Is that what you'd call it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Four up, four down, yeah. Yeah, four up, four down, sure. Four down. All right, uh, let's take a look at what's going on around the American League. The Yankees got red hot at the right time. They've now won seven in a row. They swept the Boston Red Sox, and their magic number to clinch the division is two. Uh, so basically, if they beat the Jays once in this series, which in all likelihood they will beat them once in this series, uh, they will clinch the division at the Rogers Center. But if that isn't fuel for wanting to go sweep the New York Yankees and not have them celebrate an American League, American League East title on your turf, I mean, come on, how much more motivation do you need? I wish I had the tweet available because a few people have pointed this out. I think it was, yeah, it was Ben Nicholson-Smith. Yeah. There, there was a chaos thing where... It involves some luck on the out-of-town scoreboard, and I think the Jays winning the first two games of the series, but then losing the last one. They could clinch a playoff spot. Not home field, not first wild card, anything like that, but a playoff spot. Guarantee themselves in. I mean, they're basically there already, but it would be the official thing. And the Yankees could clinch the AL East at the same time. So we could have two teams celebrating in Toronto at the same time, which would be really funny. Yeah, it would be uh, like a weird sort of image of the Jays losing to the Yankees the Yankees on the field are celebrating the division title then the Jays go into their clubhouse and pop the champagne because they clinched a wild card spot it'd be quite something yeah be very confusing yeah that that as much as that sounds funny I think that would kind of suck yeah because I think your celebration then is overshadowed by your opponent because they won the more impressive thing yeah. And they're celebrating at home. I don't know. I hope the Jays pull off a sweep here. We, we don't get to see the Yankees celebrate here, but unfortunately we're lined up to likely see Aaron Judge hit his historic home run and see them clinch the division, which fucking sucks. It might not be a fun week. Yeah, it might be It might be not the most enjoyable three days. The good news on the out-of-town scoreboard, at least, is Tampa has to go play Cleveland, and then they end the year with Houston and Boston. That's tough. So that helps the Jays stay hopefully in front of them. Right now, the Jays are two games back or two games up on the Tampa Bay Rays, and they are, I think, two and a half two up and on half. Seattle as well. Seattle two. had that. Speaking of around the league, <sighs> Seattle had a complete insane meltdown yep. against Kansas City of all teams. I mean, 
Seattle's got themselves just like the most plum schedule imaginable to finish things off. They have, Mm -hmm. it was the Angels, Oakland, Kansas City, Texas, Oakland, and Detroit. So no one that's even close to good. And they struggle with the Angels. They win just three of four. They struggle with Oakland. They win just, um, or sorry, they lose three of four to the Angels. They lose two of three to Oakland. And then they lost two of three to Kansas City because they lost that last game 13 to 12 because they had an 11 run sixth inning. Kansas City had an 11 run sixth inning. How? How? <laughs> Who pitched? How does this happen? So their pitching line is so they start off with Luis Castillo and he has who kind just of, got a big extension. Yeah, he just got his huge contract and a now Barrios he's going, now he's going Jose Barrios mode. <laughs> he's getting it done quickly. Yeah, he goes five and one thirds, allows five earned runs. Then this Matthew Festa comes in, only gets one out, allows two. Matt Brash comes in and gets nobody out, allows four. Eric Swanson one out, two earned runs, and then the next couple of guys, one of which is Matt Boyd. Uh, they complete the final <laughs> two innings and don't allow any runs. But yeah, that's not great for Luis Castillo in his new contract. And then this combination of relievers allowing eight yeah. runs while recording two outs. couple of things I want to point out here. Um, the Mariners having a reliever named Penn Murphy is hilarious. He sounds like, Penn Murphy sounds like the main character in like a young adult detective novel. Yeah, he does. Right. That's a good point. <laughs> um, hopefully we don't have to see him pitch in the playoffs. Um, but also, the idea that, uh, who was it, Matt Brash, I think, gets credit for the blown save there. And it's like, man, like, everyone in, or sorry, Eric Swanson got got the blown save tagged to his stat line. It's like, everyone in front of you just shit their pants on route to your team giving up, like, an 11-run lead. And you get tagged with the blown save because you gave up like the last two or yeah. I, I think know, I would funny. have. I think I would have handed it to Matt Brash, who came in and allowed two hits and two walks right. and four and runs with zero outs. That's who I'd give the L and the BS to. Yeah, he should get both of those. He did get tagged with the loss, though. You're right. Um, all right, Seattle, like you said, lost two or three. They go Texas, Oakland, Detroit to finish it off. Baltimore, big split for them against Houston. That could have been way worse for the Baltimore Orioles. They play Boston. New York, and then the Jays to close it out. But they're four games back of Seattle. Um, It's not looking great for the Baltimore Orioles. They're probably not going to do it. Um, Ten games to go in the season. You've got to gain four. Like You basically have to go like nine and one, I think, if you want to make it, if you're the O's. Yeah, the O's have no room for error here. I mean, Seattle seems to really be disinterested in making the playoffs, but this is going to be really hard for them to blow. I mean, anything's possible. I personally would like to see Baltimore get in because I just think it would be good to see four yep. AL, AL East teams in the playoffs at the same time. It would really send a message to the league that, like, hey, maybe we need to do something about this. Yeah. Or it would do the opposite. They'd be like, look, if you all have good years, you can make the playoffs. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Winning the AL East is, you know, it's it's more impressive than doing a lot of other things in Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. This year kind of just goes to show it. All right, let's take a look ahead for the Toronto Blue Jays, brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, Coombsy, it is a three-gamer against the New York Yankees. Gosman versus Severino. Barrios versus Jamison Talion. And then a bullpen day on Wednesday against Garrett Cole when the Yankees could potentially clinch. Yikes. Or maybe um, they they get the clinching done early and then we see them resting, guys. Like a Band-Aid being ripped off. Yeah, that that would be, I think, fine. But, Mm. um, yeah, because I'm thinking back to, remember when the Jays clinched in 2015 and they were in Baltimore? I think it was like the first leg of a doubleheader. It was the day before a doubleheader. And the next day, all the guys playing the doubleheader were just guys you'd never heard of. Yeah. So ideally, that's what we see from the Yankees. So we can get some wins here. That'd be nice. But I don't know. This is going to be a challenging series. The Yankees have really pulled it together. Um, Their pitching has been a lot more solid. That's kind of what was their challenge when they were struggling for that couple of months is the starting pitching just wasn't quite as good. And they've got, you know, three strong starters lined up for this series. It won't be an easy one, but... The Jays have played the Yankees pretty well this year. I don't think it's inconceivable to win the series at all. So just I'm just going through this exercise again. Manoa would get what game? The first game against Boston on the 30th. That's Manoa's next scheduled start. Couldn't you, hypothetically, if you wanted to, give him the third game in this Yankees series at home and then also pitch him game 161? He'd be speeding up his rest a little bit. But if you wanted to potentially get him in twice before the the end of the season, and the game 162 creates an issue because you're starting him on short rest for a potential game three of the wildcard series, couldn't you speed up his start right now? You could give him... So he'd be pitching on, I guess it's three days rest. So you don't want to do that if you don't have to. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know if that's yeah, necessarily no, ideal. I, I just it's think... Not. Best case scenario is you roll through the regular season and you don't need to start on 162. Just we're probably out. overthinking it. Yeah, I think we're overthinking it. The key is just win those games, win those games, win those games. Yep. He pitches on Friday, September 30th mm-hmm. against the Sox. And then his next start is exactly one week later, and it's wild card game one at home, and we're hosting, I don't know, Baltimore. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah. Unlikely because they'd have to catch both of them. It's the most likely is the Jays are hosting the Rays. You think so? I think so. You think it's the Rays? Okay. Two games up on them right now. The Rays are ahead of the Mariners. I'd love. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I think host. you're probably right. The Rays have a more difficult schedule. Yeah. Than Seattle does. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Luis Severino gets the ball today. Our friends at Points Bet Canada do have the Jays as favorites in this game. Minus one twenty on the money line. The Yankees are plus one hundred five. Jays plus one seventy five on the run line. And uh, Kevin Gosman, his over under for strikeouts is set at six and a half. Luis Severino's on the other side for the Yanks. He's looking, you know. 
pretty good. He got lit up against Cincy randomly. He only made it through two innings, gave up four earned runs. Uh, but other than that, he went six scoreless against Pittsburgh and then five against Pittsburgh, only allowing one earned run. So he's doing it against bad teams, but he's pitching fine is my point. One random question, and I saw people talking about this on Twitter over the weekend, is it seems the race has become anticlimactic because there's so many playoff teams now that you know, all we're doing now is jockeying for position largely. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, Baltimore could hypothetically get in, but the real storyline is who's the home team. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's any way they could make this more interesting, like make it more worthwhile to be the number one wildcard team? The one thing I saw suggested that's kind of interesting is put the home wildcard team up one nothing in the series already. So they only have to win one game. The other team has to win then two. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's interesting, but then I, but then you also have to do that with the top division, the division team that's playing in the wild card, right? Because you can't make yeah. you can't make winning the wild card more valuable than winning no. the AL Central, although it probably should be. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, so then it would have to be both those lower seeds have to go on the road and win back to back games to move on. I feel like that's just getting a little bit confusing if you're the better team you should be able to win two or three so like whatever yeah they're obviously never going to do that either because the whole point of adding these extra teams is to have more yeah more More tv more more tv revenue more games on there so yeah i mean also what would happen if say cleveland's the the central division winner and Mm -hmm. the team they're hosting is a wild card team that has a better record than them it's not going to happen this year but it's i mean it could happen and actually yeah it could happen this year it's pretty like unlikely. Seattle's only two and a half back of Cleveland, yeah, technically. Right. Um, and that's with Cleveland going nine and one in their last 10 and Seattle going three and seven. I so, don't think I, being the division winner in that situation should guarantee you the home field in that series. I, I think don't think it should either. You should get relegated to being a, basically a wild card team. Right? I like the Jays and Cleveland are tied right now. The Jays should be the higher seed if they have the better record because you clearly did it in a better division. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's so many kinks know. to work out here. It's such a weird thing. Baseball's it, gotten so goofy. It has. I, I'll work through it. Or it'll just be goofy forever and we'll get used to it. Maybe and it won't it seem is. as goofy. Maybe they'll just change the rules every year and it'll be stupid and it'll just be kind of funny. Start bringing in like uh, the CFL does a crossover team. Like a National League team that has to go play in the AL because their record's better. I think honestly the easiest way around it is make the league 32 teams, add two more, and then have four divisions of eight. And then yeah, probably. what do you have? Your number one... I think the NFL always had the best playoff before they changed it. Yeah. With the, the six and the six and then But if you did expand to thirty two and then you uh did eight or sorry, four divisions of eight, you could still do AL and L, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And you could just have the top two from each division get in, and then there's two wildcard teams from the league. Boom, done. That'd be the yeah. easiest way to do that it. Makes right? some more that sense. Well. Anyways, we're getting probably wait. That's a that's a winter conversation. Yeah, Disney that's Radio. a that's a that's a conversation for January, and we yeah. have nothing to talk about. Exactly. All right, uh, that's going to do it for episode one fourteen of Blue Jays Nation Radio. Shout out to our friends at DoorDash. Promo code Game Day twenty five. That gets you twenty five percent off and zero delivery fees on your first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the DoorDash app. Game day 25. Shout out to Points Bet Canada as well. Coomzy, let's hope the Yankees don't clinch at their dome. That's not going to happen. Austin Matthews throwing out the first pitch tonight as well. Hoping for a sweep. Open for a sweep. Enjoy the week, everybody. We'll be back on Thursday. Best wishes. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.